Let's spread a song so you can sing along with a special guest star too. For two, you like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musical i know <laughs> a podcast likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today are two very special guests and new friends of the pod they are the hosts of film versus film podcast it's martin harry's and boaz dicks everyone hello there <laughs> how are you I'm good. How are you all? We are very well. I am very well. Speaking for both of us. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. Yeah, Bo- I, I, Boaz I can't can speak, speak for him spell, himself. Yeah. Yes. I when he's allowed. When he's oh, allowed. Yes. Oh, I can't speak. This is, this is going to be a great episode because apparently English is hard for me right now. So. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking to two Englishmen, so it's going to be great. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll discipline you if you get it wrong. And this is Our mother like, tongue. <laughs> yeah. And this is going to be the most... Pronounce your R's! Come on. (laughs) This is going to be the most Britishy episode to date because I have two British guests talking about Rocket Man. Yeah. You know. Rocket Man. British icon. British icon, Elton John. Uh, The movie came out in 2019. Do you guys remember 2019? (laughs) <laughs> the before that, that was before times, the yes. uh, <laughs> yeah. before the unpleasantness before what what happened <laughs> um screen the screenplay is by dexter fletcher music and lyrics for the most part is uh are written by elton john and bernie toppin uh directed by lee hall and according to imdb a musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of elton john's breakthrough years they forgot right. they should have used fantasy one more time in there because then it would yeah. hit the hit hit the nail on the head that this is a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's directed by director uh, Dexter Fletcher. I think. Did I say the wrong name? Possibly. I did <laughs> say the wrong name. Lee Hall. I I flipped them. I flipped them. That's what happened. <laughs> so. Screenplay by Lee Hall, directed by Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, yeah you were. Martin, you're just so such a stereotypically polite Sorry. English person. And you're like, <laughs> I want I want to correct him, but he's talking. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Just raise your hand and just be like, I am sorry there, sir. Good sir. Don't mean to. So Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to say, I I saw this in theaters and I saw it again, obviously, for this. And mm-hmm. I like this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it as well. I it's what awesome. I what I really love though is how anachronistic it is yeah. on purpose. Because like as a child, he did not write the bitches back. <laughs> yeah, no. So, <laughs> so why is mm, I don't I don't know how old he's supposed to be. So there's what like the ten year old, then there's like a fifteen year old, and then there's like, like yeah. Taryn Edgerton, my husband yeah. who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't know yet but he is yeah. um secretly married secretly married <laughs> but like yeah i love that about this because mm. other musical biopics that are about a band aka uh bohemian rhapsody yeah um mm. 
they should have leaned a little more into the fantasy or make mm. it like with that specific movie, make it like we're doing a documentary. Yeah. Whereas this one, I feel like could be like a stage musical. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. It does seem like it should be like a West End, you know, or a Broadway, like big musical. Genre. It's kind of surprising that it's not based off of like a big Broadway show because okay. it just seems like every uh, most of the scenes could just be like you know. Well, so well, maybe it should in be a, now it should be. Yeah, now, I think it definitely. should be now. Definitely. Maybe, maybe in like two decades, because if we're gonna if we're following like. Moulin Rouge. The movie came out in 2001 and then like yeah. Uh, like 20 years later the stage version or less than 20 years later the stage version happened. So it's like got to wait a little I think we need to wait a little bit for mm, everyone yeah. to like mull it over. Figure <laughs> out how they're going to do Crocodile Rock without everyone being on wires. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They'll find a way, my friend. They'll find a way somehow. <laughs> yeah. So why uh, why did you guys pick this one as your Well, movie? you know, we've covered this film before on our musicals episode. I picked, you know, Rocket Man, Boaz, you went for what did you go for? The Greatest Showman last yeah, year. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Obviously, because I <laughs> run the Instagram. I was like, yes, we need to do Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love this film because as you were saying guys like sometimes with biopics and we've kind of covered this kind of thing before on our podcast with with biopics it, 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 there is a sense that sometimes like bohemian rhapsody that there's there's a bit of like overstuffing things in of like all the all the uh historical events in the film and um and you get the sense that oh can we have a bit more of this i want to know more about this but no they move on very quickly but with this film there is a bit of that. There's no doubting that. But because it's a musical and because, I mean, there's even a sing-along version as well. You know, they, they write... what? Where? What? <laughs> How? On my Blu-ray, there's a sing-along version. So <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, you, you get to hear all the numbers properly and you kind of just get a sense of how it felt to be Elton John and what it was like to hear Elton John's music at the time. You get you just get a really strong flavor of what it was like. Whereas with other biopics of this ilk, you know, that you don't necessarily get that flavor and actually just mainly because it's not a musical, you know, this is a full on mm. musical. There's and you and you know that you mentioned already, John, um, the Crocodile Rock number that is one that makes uh that gives you that feeling of what it was like to be Elton John of this you know this floating feeling yeah. like you know? like we've um this movie is stereotypically a musical like oh, yeah. Yeah. but because like they're uh from like the beginning like they mm. they don't they don't hide it they don't they or like they don't um they don't have like certain moments that are like fantastical elements. Um, they are like, no, no, this is pure fantasy told by Elton John in rehab. So like, yeah. so like, obviously it's going to be, um, it's going to yeah. be like his side of the story and everything. And, and also just like a little glittery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very glittery. And it's interesting with the opening number with, you know the bitch is back it's you know it's this is not taron's number it's like the little kid's number he's not he's just watching and just this bright orange 
uh, devil suit. You know, he's very like separate from that number kind mm. of thing. Just what, just reminiscing of what his early life was like. You know, the one thing though that is a little off-putting about this is just like the pacing of things because okay. it it seems a little fast, but then they halt and then they they pause to do a musical number that isn't mm-hmm. a montage. And then they will blast yeah. through like a decade, it feels like, or yeah. like five years. Cause like, what's that, what's that one song? Um, Don't let the sun go down on me where she has the relationship with Renata. They kind of skip over that a little bit. Um, oh no, I was going to, I was talking, uh, I was thinking of, is it Hercules? No, no, no. It's honky cat where okay yeah where like we're blasting through elton and john elton john and john reed's relationship oh okay yeah and i'm just like there's so like it's purely like what we see in the montage is like old school hollywood in a way where you know it's like the make a makeover uh for like or you know i could see like um Marilyn Monroe in a movie yes. that si- has a similar staging to that but I was just sitting there like this is like three years or something that's passing in yeah. a three minute song or whatever yeah I mean I didn't mind it so much the honky cat song I think it just has a really nice flow to it and it's definitely the first number where it feels like musical theater they're, they're filming musical theater um, mm-hmm. you know this constant uh, costume changes I think it's just yeah. the song where like things are starting to get out of control for Elton John um, with all the costume changes and the cars and just everything I think he snorts coke in that scene as well you know the Watford football players there's just so much going on yeah I guess it could feel a little squished but um, I still quite enjoyed it to be fair That, that oh no don't get me wrong I was just like yeah this is like one of the real qualms I have with the movie. Everything else is just superficial. If I mm-hmm. if I am like I don't like this, it's because like I'm I'm a dumbass. But like, <laughs> what you like, saying I, is you wanted more, more, I, please. <laughs> I, I I wanted I wanted some like time to marinate on things that mm-hmm. happened. But um, okay, but like so you guys are <laughs> you guys are from where Elton John is from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about like Taryn Edgerton's performance of it? I think he's great. You know, I think the one major problem I think this <laughs> film has is the fact that he's way too handsome for Elton John. Yeah, I remember you saying this yeah. last time. Yeah, like Elton like... John is not an attractive guy. He's not handsome. <laughs> but I'm I'm not gonna I'm hunt you down. You know that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. During the which one is it? Uh, Pinball Wizard montage where he's literally spinning out of control but also the camera is the the uh piano he's playing at a spinning and he's doing the costume changes there's a few times that i'm just like is this like a d digitized elton john from the time (laughs) period because he (laughs) like there's this one look where he's wearing like all white i believe and i that one i have to do a double take every time i see it because i'm just like oh wait is that really elton john right there yeah yeah. I guess that scene kind of mar- masks the makeup a little bit. I don't know, but <laughs> oh yeah, because it's like it, yeah, it all of a sudden we're like in a, a 
we're like in a Baz Luhrmann film and you're like, yes. what is happening? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann, mainly because of just the craziness he goes for in his films. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on? Slow down, man. I don't know if you guys have seen Elvis, but like the first hour of that is uh is pretty I haven't nuts. seen it's it like yet. i'm kind of crazy excited. narratives yeah, all over the shop and it's like whoa slow down dude slow down <laughs> it's really good but <laughs> I, you know that's one that's that i do like um his his latest one but you know moulin rouge there's times with the editing you're just like i don't know where i am right now <laughs> am i so, in my own house <laughs> so are you are you too like fans of uh, like big fans of elton john or just like a casual fan uh yeah i'm more, more of a casual fan but i do like his music definitely yeah i mean i would say i'm like a, i don't know just a fan i guess i'm not i want to be a bigger fan i guess i am slowly collecting his like vinyls i've got a record player at home so that's kind of nice to just get by the second hand old so then assuming uh, assuming y'all didn't do research at all on him do you feel like this is a good story for like of his rise to fame and uh, and rise and fall and everything? Or do you feel like this is not the, not it, or like they like missed out on some things? I, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I do feel like it's, it's a better musical than it is a story like of somebody's life, you know? Um, and I mean, it is got that sort of classic rise and fall, um, like the fall bit kind of I think you're kind of right where you get it in the head that a lot of it feels quite rushed and it does feel like everything goes to shit for him like near the end and then it's like he sorts his life out I think that because uh, like he goes Hollywood. to therapy yeah it just it, it does feel like a sort of very sweet Hollywood ending and you know I do I did feel quite emotional where like he uh, has that moment with his younger self yeah. and uh, basically hugs himself and stuff I thought that was good but um I do feel like it wrapped up. It wrapped up very, um, you know, fairy tale like, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. I I think it was okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, it it stops at a certain point in his life, you know. Yeah, when John yeah. is still around, he's well, still around. You know, this yeah, this isn't like you know the end of his life or whatever. Right, right. But, um, I think I suppose it's it's good to sort of wrap it up with this is how he defeated one problem in his life, which is like drugs and. Yeah, alcohol and stuff, and it's oh. like because he's st- he is still around, so you don't want it to be yeah. a downer ending. Hmm. So yeah. like, gotta gotta give him like a little 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 upbeat moment, you know, little yeah. little happiness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, interesting. It's interesting with like the final number. Um, I'm still standing. You know, obviously, as you said, there's a very upbeat moment in the film to end it, but like when that. Uh, track came out that was like at the height of his drug abuse and all this <laughs> sex problems and cocaine and stuff that was literally at the height you know when yeah. that song mm-hmm. came out so it's just I think it's just a really good film of just like choosing songs no matter when they came out of like well if this I'm yes. still standing fits at the end yes. let's put it at the yeah. end like and with I Want Love near the start where all his family sings, that's actually one of my favorite songs, I think, in the yeah. film where, yeah, I like that. you song. know, they're all kind of expressing their pain of not having love in their life at that moment, mm. in that moment. And it's, it's a really beautiful moment in the film. And, but that came out in like the early noughties of 2001, I think, you know, but let's put that in the fifties of his life. Right. Yeah. 
And then, and then there's, I can't, you know, re, I've been, I've recently watched this. So I've been talking to a lot of people about it again. And I'm just like, I love the fact that they couldn't fit candles in the wind yeah. as a song in it, in the movie. So they're like, you know what, when you go to audition for the record company, you're just going to play it on the piano. And it's like, uh-huh. and they're like, that's how we fit it in. Yeah. And, uh, Elton John was very involved in this film. Um, he was one of the ex- executive producers and he really didn't mind that Candle in the Wind wasn't in the film because he's like, oh, people know that one. It's played all the time. Right. <laughs> I mean, but it has very different meaning now, that song anyway. It's very much associated with... Um, Princess Diana. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but, also, but also Marilyn Monroe because that's how it yeah, started. yeah. yeah. So you you were saying how when he hugged his younger self is like a really emotional moment. The one to me though was when he's older and he's interacting with his parents again. Mm. Yeah. So cool. when you meet his when you when we when he goes to talk to his father and his father has a second fa- has this new family and everything and I'm just sitting there like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Like the father homophobic asshole. Oh, yeah, that when he tries to get him to sign his record. The record. Oh my God. And he writes to Dan. He's like, no, no, friend at work. And you're like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. And then like the next scene or something is when he talks to his mom, he comes out to her and she's like, I've always known, but you're never going to be in love. And it's like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. 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 They were pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, uh, for me, it's definitely the the uh, the scene where you know he's talking to his dad, but his dad just doesn't really acknowledge that this is your son here sitting right next to you. He just mm. he's just seeing this pop star, not his son. And that's what he says. It's like when he's like, it's it's um or he, paraphrasing. Uh, it's great to finally meet a pop star in person. And you're like, and he's like, yeah, cheers, dad, bye. <laughs> And then he does he even does he even car. realize that it's his son? Maybe. I don't know. Because like <laughs> there, there are there are things in here that are because like that I I believe it's literally that happens with his dad and then he calls his mom like right afterwards and I'm just like yeah. I know this can <laughs> happen in the same day but that's a lot to happen in the same day as this movie presents so it's like mm-hmm. maybe this happened weeks mm-hmm. apart or years yeah, apart. I, I think in the sense it was the same day. I think he was wearing, was he wearing different clothes? I mean, there's a lot of clothes in this. <laughs> oh, it's difficult oh to, <laughs> to tell which day is which in this film. <laughs> so I, many costume changes. Especially, <laughs> like I said, the pinball wizard moment where it's yeah. like spinning around and it's a new costume. And you're like, yeah, that was cool. What? And he's literally dressed up as Queen Victoria. <laughs> and <laughs> doesn't know where he is. Are we yeah. in Sydney? New York? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. Like, Go like home I, if you don't like it. <laughs> like, I know that's supposed to be the maybe the height of his drug addiction and everything, but like, yeah. I don't know. Being on tour, you kind of just don't know reality anymore. So I was, <laughs> I gave him a pass for that moment where I was like, you know what? That makes sense. You have no idea where you are. But yeah, I think definitely the, the track that made me feel like he has no clue what the hell is going on is is the uh benny and the jets song where <laughs> he's got like this piano massive 
I don't know, jacket on and he's walking into this club, this gay bar club. And when it turns into just, a disco orgy, I was yeah. just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's literally an orgy. I mean, this guy's kissing him all over the place. There's even a guy like fake giving him a blowjob, you know, a fake one. And it's just like, my God, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a jealous uh, husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, delusional. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you uh, definitely get the sense that he has he has no clue where he is right now. And yeah. it's kind of cool as well with the, you definitely get the sense that it's very much an unconscious moment for Elton John in that point with the whole memory flashbacks of his family mm. in that point. Yeah, I um, think, um, yeah. yeah, carry on. Yeah. Well, even there the song Rocket Man, yeah. similar stuff happens because like that's, yeah. he's, he starts the song off by saying, I'm going to kill myself and then yeah. dives into a pool where he again meets his younger self who's yeah, in a playing like a, piano. Playing yeah. piano, wearing a scuba suit, whatever. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but like, what really hit me is when in the same song they pull him out of the water on the gurney, and then there's that choreography that's yeah. a costume change because yeah. he goes into the baseball look and is shoved on stage and has to like perform. And I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, that's like a real thing. Like, yeah. There, yeah, there... no, I, I, I really like that. I was actually going to mention that. I, I like the whole uh, Rocket Man um, performance of the song, and I was going to mention that. But yeah, I love how, uh, yeah, they just kind of, it's almost like they don't really care about him. He's a commodity, and that's how he feels. That's why he wanted to just mm. kill himself. Nobody cares about me. They just want my name and what I can do for them. And even... that it's so sad that they kind of revive him, and in this choreography, just dress him up yeah. and put him out there again because you know that's what he's there for and uh yeah i mean so it's the it... one it's the one number where it's actually the most true to life in a way mm. you know because i think it was he got his stomach pumped like 48 hours before he was going to do the biggest uh you know gig of his entire career in in dodger stadium you know that that is actually true <laughs> so it's just like my god that's uh, insane. Obviously, he didn't rock it up into the plane, but um, I mean, that would be amazing. But, uh, maybe yeah. he, maybe he did in his head. Who knows? Yeah, done. yeah. Loads yeah, and loads exactly. of LSD. I mean, Elton, as I said, Elton John was very close to the production in this. He was on set a lot, and he's like, "Yeah, I, you might have said, you know, I imagined myself <laughs> flying yeah. through the air. Didn't yeah. he? A Dodger Stadium. <laughs> didn't he pick Taron Egerton? I think I remember hearing that." Or like he I'm had a sure. hand in, like, picking, like picking, uh, helping with casting because Taron Egerton sang one of his songs for this for the movie Sing. I yeah. mm. was it his yeah, song? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Carmen. And I think yeah, it was, I think it was I'm still standing. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because in that movie he plays a gorilla. Anyway, yeah. uh, an animated gorilla, I should say. <laughs> so, um. That's what this film is missing. An animated, animated. gorilla. <laughs> well, That's they should have a song in there somewhere. They should have jumped ahead to 2000 whatever when that movie was coming out and had like a meta moment where Taron Egerton as Elton John meets yeah. Taron Egerton. Yeah, <laughs> That's what was missing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Them being Let's like refilm it. This the is a movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 we're just going to add that one scene and slap it in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Riley cut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God damn it. I talk <laughs> because there's there's always like I always talk about like doing the show version of it, but you know what? This is the move that like me adding to a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so I love it. Like and like. I know there are people, I've talked to people who are just like, oh, I don't like it because of the, like, they want to see a biopic. They don't want to see this. Or they're just like, there's some scenes where it's like, he's a whiny asshole and everything. I'm just like, I don't care. I love it. Well, that's just true to to what Elton John was like, you know, he, Mm. he says himself, like, he was an asshole for like 16 years and it took himself 16 years to realize he needs to say three words, I need help, you know, and that's your film there. I mean, that's mm. very interesting. You know, we talk about the fact that the structure of it is very much a rise and fall of Elton John in, in this part of his career. But, you know, they, they do the rise bit quite quickly, I would say, the yeah. first quarter, first third. But literally the last two thirds are just falling. <laughs> it's yeah. just going down in a massive spiral. Do you th- despair, do you th- sex you know but i think it's funny because he's he's it's kind of weird because he's falling while he's rising he's getting more and more popular like yeah. every scene <laughs> but he's getting more and more alone and more and more lost um i think one of my favorite scenes is why i like uh his writing partner is it benny or whatever bernie toppin bernie yeah bernie. where he leaves him uh i quite yeah i just i thought that was quite you know oh my god even he's left him you know well, uh, that's the one where he sings Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, right? Yeah, yeah, where he sings yeah. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Uh... yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I like Maybe... when he's just walking away and it's like, you know, I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my old man. And he just gets in the taxi and still singing off. And yeah, that is such leaving. a good number because, as you say, you know, Bernie Taupin is the one, Jamie Bell, uh, who plays him. He's the one who actually kicks off that number of, uh, you know, Yellow Brick Road. He's the one singing it and basically saying to Elton John, you need help, man. Yeah. <laughs> you need me. But yeah. he's also the one where when somebody like, let's let's say a decade earlier, because I don't know what time is. Um, <laughs> they're, they're like hanging out with a bunch of other people and somebody outs Elton John as being gay. And Bernie was like, is it true? Because if it is, I don't really care. Like, yeah. yeah when they have their like getting to know you date <laughs> or whatever yeah. I mean, oh that, yeah yeah that was when cool. they spend yeah. like the night together but like they're talking the and they're yeah. they're being they're like uh their energy is like creating and and mixing and everything and it's just like i i kind of like it that like you see that they are best friends or they yeah. were best friends i don't know if they still are because I don't, I didn't really look him up. Oh, they I'm, are, they are. I'm pretty. I'm sure a, I'm a really bad host sometimes, and I don't do research <laughs> on my episodes. So, I mean, he is married now to Paul, someone, but um, but yeah, I think they are still friends. But I think that's basically essentially what this film is. It's kind of a love story, but just you know, a plutonic friendship love story, mm. really. And that's just kind of really refreshing to see in cinema in general. Just. You know, this is a love story of just two best mates. But, you know, I wonder. So, okay, I want to I'm going to shit on Bohemian Rhapsody for a little bit right now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wonder if they portrayed 
the characters in this movie a certain way because I know Queen had a hand in Bohemian Rhapsody and they, everyone but Freddie looks like an innocent little angel. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, are you sure you all weren't like coked yeah. out of your minds at some point? <laughs> yeah. I mean, or, it's interesting you say that. I, you know, I've, I've seen Bo, Bo Rap as well. And when they were. Bo making, Rap. Well, Bo Rap. Well, nope. That's the yes. name. Bo Rap. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're popularizing something there. But Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to make this film for a long, long time. And the, you know, uh, What's his name? Brian May and Roger Taylor said, no, we, we don't want this very coked up, drug induced Freddie Mercury movie. We don't want to do that. They wanted to protect his legacy. And, you know, they 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 have the right to do that, I guess. They're his friends. You know, he's not around anymore. They want to protect his legacy. But at the same time, it doesn't, you know, Bay Rap doesn't make for a particularly very interesting film until you get to like the Live Aid gig at the end where it's pretty awesome. But you know, there are some party scenes and, you know, there's only like one gay kiss in there where this is actually a, you know, a gay sex scene. I mean, they, that's they, incredible to see in cinema, whereas in Bo Rap... There. Yeah, yeah, they do. They go there in, in Rocket Man, whereas Bo Rap, they, they just don't. And also, they only really focus on Freddie Mercury. Like, I have no idea about what Roger Taylor and Brian May were like, other than that, what they did at university <laughs> from that film, you know, whereas I know shitloads about Freddie Mercury from that film. Uh, so that's, in that sense, it is a bit disappointing in, in Bo Rap. It is kind of a bit of a by the numbers, you know, biopic. And I think it would have benefited a lot if it was like this film, an actual musical, because they only really play their songs at the end at Live Aid. Really? Well, I mean, and... they do a bit in like... Or... If they focus, but it's really short. If you know what I mean, or if they focused more on the recording sessions, excuse mm. me, because like the the moment in Bo Rap when they're recording the song Bohemian Rhapsody and they're using tubes yeah. and they're using <laughs> yeah. household items and everything to create this like masterpiece of a song, <laughs> yeah. that's what the movie should have been. Uh, I like that bit where he was like, um, and. Uh... Oh, what was it? You've got to sing it like that. And then afterwards comes the operatic section. It's like operatic section. Like, what the hell? You know what? I think this might sound really harsh, but I think this uh, Bo Rat would have benefited if they just left out the Bohemian Rhapsody song. <gasps> wow. And did what they did in this film. Because arguably Candle in the Wind is their best, is Elton John's best song. And they, they just do a little musical number with it. I don't... And the film's fucking awesome. But uh, when those they are some complete, bold they, statements you just no, made. When they complete the Bo Rap <laughs> song, him. burn him. <laughs> when they complete the Bo Rap song, destroy his like, house. There's loads of you know reviews on screen saying it's quite average and mediocre. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. But then they just move on really quickly. Oh, they're on tour now. Going to New York, Osaka, London. It's like. Well, what? We don't get any reaction from the band to <laughs> the fact that Bo Rap fucking failed. Yeah. You, and obviously you, now it's 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 incredible, but it's like Yeah, at the time. That was yeah. super clunky, that bit, I thought. I'm like, <laughs> the film could have been done so much better if they just left that out and just focused more on the band. I don't well, know, but that's you, just you do, you do know right. Dexter Fletcher was a producer on Bo Rap, right? Well, he finished the film because Brian Singer was a naughty boy. But, uh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> 
So you're just like, oh, you had you did a good movie, and now you did that one. It's like, <laughs> and Bo Rap was first. Oh fuck, I didn't realize that. I thought it was. I must. They must have come out like within months of each other, because I remember it was like Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody came out, and it was like I, I was like tepid. It was mediocre, and then Rocket Man came out, and I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like this movie though like those fantastical elements that happen mm. are great representation of like yeah. how people are when they're on drugs or how they feel without the mm. camera doing without like the, the, the camera work being like all tilting and like, Ooh, we're hazy. Ooh, look, yeah. we're, you know, like I how, like, yeah. how like, you know, TV shows are like, we're, we're on drugs. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't really do that no it's, it's no yeah. but it's instead they have like a still camera and then like all this wild stuff is happening around like mm. crocodile rock where everyone that must have been really expensive <laughs> yes <laughs> by the way i was watching it i was just like they have an entire like ensemble of people on yeah. wires and that must have been expensive like that was where they were like we need to focus the money on this one scene yeah. <laughs> so costume designer yeah. we need lots of harnesses people <laughs> we need more. All, but like also costume designer you we know we want you to go big and fabulous with all of his costumes can you like make some shortcuts uh, <laughs> which is interesting because okay clearly you all love the show project runaway right yes <laughs> uh, oh yeah <laughs> There was there was actually I I forget which season there was an episode where they promoted the movie by making them team up making the designers team up and create a look that is like in could be in the movie or like inspired by Elton yeah, John yeah. a stage wear right. and also it throws all of them because all these people are like I design for women and then you throw in men and they're like I don't know how to make pants um (laughs) so but like I was just I I remember watching that episode I was like this is like weird that like Lifetime a a channel here that's like television for women and gays and they're like (laughs) they're like we're giving we're doing a, a an entire episode that's an ad for this movie which which was wild but also there was some like really great stuff that came out of it and Mm. it's kind of upsetting because i would have the there was this one outfit that i'll send you guys a picture later when we're done recording (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's this one outfit that they created that it's like this i'm upset that this wasn't in the movie because it looks so like the rest of his looks yeah um it's interesting like you know yeah ostentatious like just out there yeah, I guess Honky Cat, you know, you get a bit of that with the the constant costume changes. Um, but I guess they address like the costuming and and you know, men dressing in women's clothes more in bow rap as well. You know, there's a whole scene with Freddie Mercury kind of like I want to wear that to his girlfriend. Like, well, no, that's the women's section. <laughs> yeah. He tries it on anyway, but they kind of don't re- I get well um I guess you get the sense that you know Elton John was was struggling with his sexuality a lot more than Freddie Mercury, so I guess that that was interesting. Um, well, I must say, carry on. 
Um, but I think one of my favorite songs actually of just Elton John's uh career is Tiny Dancer. You know, I mean it had a massive yeah. revival when Almost Famous came out with that amazing scene on the bus. Uh, hold me singing. Hold me closer, uh, Tony Danza, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I prefer the actual track to the the version in this film. You know, it, it's they that's I guess that is one thing that this film does so well. It kind of adapts the the songs to fit the story a lot. And yes, it's a very it's a moment of reflection when they're at the LA party. Um but yeah, I, but I, that was the first time I was like, yeah, I actually prefer the original version of Tiny Dancer, mm. not this one. But I mean, who who wouldn't want to be at that party? I mean, that LA party looked fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be there. <laughs> oh my! The the one that's after the the Troubadour. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. So <laughs> I just I I just emailed you guys that look from Project Runway. If you can, okay. <laughs> if you take a look, you could see. I was just like this should be in it because it would fit so perfectly because like we see him in like these high glam costumes right yeah right my god that's amazing yeah they had like they had like two days also to build to build that so that's a lot of work that's that's (laughs) not enough time for all that work that they put into it so they do they cut it out then was it a scene cut out or they just didn't? No, so what it? they, so the, the movie was already done and this was them being like, we're making oh, an ad right. for this for this movie, but also your challenge is menswear, but like, <laughs> but like stage wear for men. And you're like, okay. But like men that- Men can take the stage. But like, oh, I meant oh, like, man. you know, co- like a costume for, for a concert <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And so like that one specifically was just like, you see it and you watch it and it's like it would fit perfectly if yeah. they were like we need another costume like if that was the challenge we need another costume for the movie i think th- i think that would have been better than like mm. the movie's already made ha <laughs> commercial <Yeah. laughs> i mean what what costume would you swap out then for this one that you said <laughs> you know what i don't care fine fine, <laughs> fine i mean way. i mean it um I think it would. It shouldn't be the pinball wizard, because no. you don't um, get a chance to look at it. I guess it goes too quick. <laughs> ooh, I do, I mean I do love the Queen Elizabeth, but like maybe that one. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess the point of that one is just the whole ridiculousness you know, yeah, and over the, the top <laughs> nature. Yeah, that he's really going a bit nuts here. <laughs> I'm so glad I booked two costume designers to talk about costumes in this movie. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, not where you guys expected to talk about, right? No, no. Uh, million oh, yeah, miles away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I was going to say, I really like um, Stephen Graham's character. Hey. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy that plays their first um, manager. Like, pump, yeah, manager. Yeah. Uh, and he plays uh, Dick James. And I think he is hilarious. Like, just the stuff he comes out with. I wish he was in the film a lot more. Um, I think, what was it? One of my favourite lines was, uh, oh, uh, where the guy was saying, like, I told you, like, that this guy's a hit, you know, Elton John. And he goes, um, oh, what was it? It was like, don't break your own back sucking your own cock or something. Don't break your back sucking your own cock. I was like, that is such a great, like yeah. he's the one that is like that told him and bernie to 
move in together to just yeah. Start, yeah. write songs. Because yeah, right? they started playing music for him and he's like, shit, that's crap. <laughs> Bollocks, you know. He's like, oh, that one's pretty good. I want, you know, 10 more like that. You know, you know uh, don't kill yourself with drugs. Again, <laughs> yeah. again, to go back to Bo Rap, I got confused for a hot second because there's a similar scene in Bo Rap where there's a producer who's like, this is, you guys are shit. You'll never be famous. And then lo and behold, that guy like never booked them. So I was just like, wait a second. I thought this guy told Elton to go fuck off, but I guess not. I don't know what I'm thinking. And then uh, during this discussion, I was just like, ah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Cause I think Elton like uh, lets go of him for the, for his boyfriend, for his boyfriend to be his manager. And like yes. he's yeah. pissed off. He's like, you know, Richard Madden. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, John Reed, right? Yeah, played by Richard Madden. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was just yeah. like, no, that's not the name. <laughs> uh, but like, even even before, um, is it before Rocket Man or after? Where Elton is like, you all just want me for my money, uh, or you you'll be sorry when I don't make you money anymore. And um, John Reed was just like. I'll still be making money when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be taking my taking, taking your you know. your money when you're dead. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah, that yeah. I love that line when like Bernie Taupin comes into his room and he's just drinking whiskey or something with these couple of girls, and he's just it's like, why don't you come down, come downstairs and have a drink? He's like, yeah, go and have a little drink. Yeah, <laughs> I just quite like that. For, oh for right, Darren. I feel like that's very improvised as well. It's quite. Funny. Well, and that's cause... how like Dexter Fletcher talks as well. He's very like Cockney accent. Yeah. If you say that, mate, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you know, that's like a good another great example of their friendship where it's like clearly yeah. El- Elton at this point doesn't have a shit together. And it's like anyone can read that, but like at least Bernie is just like, you know what, we're not gonna talk. You get you yeah. have your space. Mm. I think one of the best moments that actually cements their relationship and for me is like one of the most emotional moments in the film. Uh, it's probably just me, but when when uh, they do your song, when he's just p- on the piano playing uh, your song, I don't know what it is. It's just that I, for me, that's one of the best songs ever written. And mm. it just makes me cry, <laughs> that song. And it's like, oh, and just the, the looks you know, Jamie Bell gives Taron and his whole family just looking at him while he's playing the song. It's just, it. I don't know what it is. It just gets to me, man. <laughs> and uh, it definitely cements that, uh, well, it starts off that relationship, kind of that song. And it's just like, wow, that's, that's insane. You know, I don't know if you guys had that feeling, but it is. Yeah, yeah, it was a good point. Um, I, I liked it because it just, uh, it, just demonstrated they have just a connection just like an immediate connection they can just Just make music like that yeah Yeah, just those looks where it's like they're discovering it about each other they're like oh my god you're good on the piano jesus christ you can make really good lyrics it's just like Mm. ah it's a match made in heaven i just like that realization just just a fucking good song as well and then so good (laughs) and then that's also when i think the mother realizes i'm going to be rich (laughs) yeah 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 bryce dallas howard you bitch i love you <laughs> yeah she's awesome um i have one last question and and then i guess we can go into sharp and flat but like so the song rocket man is two words but the movie is one do you guys have any thoughts or like 
logical explanation as to why. <laughs> mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm no good at grammar or spelling. I'm, <laughs> so. I'm pretty um, sure there's like uh you know there's an essay of inner meanings and deeper... I guess just the graphic designer dude just forgot to put a space in there. Well, well, <laughs> well then uh, on the reverse side, is Rocket Man a good title for this movie? I would say so because. I mean, when you listen to the song and when you very much take a very separated view of the song and the title, yeah, it's just a guy, a rocket man going through space, you know, very David uh, David Bowie-esque kind of thing. But but no, this is a rocket man going out of control. You know, this is yeah. rocket man just, just oh, going completely even... out of control. And, yeah, no, I, I always interpreted yeah. the, the song to be like struggling with... Uh, addiction and mental problems because you know especially in the line in the song because i've always taken that route uh there's a deeper meaning because especially where he's like you know um i packed my bags you know the beginning i packed my bags last night pre-flight uh zero hour nine a.m and i'm gonna be high as a kite by then i was like yeah "Yeah, he is he is fucking getting you know blazed and everybody's leaving him it's not that he's leaving his wife and kids to go to mars he is being left alone you yeah. know so i yeah, always uh, yeah and there's that lyric as well you know burning down this fuse out here alone yeah exactly you know, there's a lot of like loneliness yeah, yeah of exactly. space of physical you know outer space but still a very yeah you know, but i think i think the whole song's space, a, a giant but... metaphor it's just you know yeah. i'm in such a state that you know that's i'm i'm just not around anybody nobody wants to be around me yeah. kind of ah oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't, I haven't really paid attention to the lyrics, I guess I'm sleeping <laughs> on that, but I was, you know, it was just like, okay. So like, I, I mean, it's, I like the fact that it, it's one of his one of, cause you know, the, the man writes amazing songs and everyone knows a lot of them. And mm. this one is like one of his greatest. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that they would pick a song and then make it, you know the yeah. one i guess they didn't want to do candles in the wind uh <laughs> <laughs> you're still bitter about that maybe they should make a maybe they should make a sequel to rocket man called candles well no no i'm not i'm not i'm not bitter about it i was just i was just like movie i see you that you're like we can't we couldn't figure out where this song where he could would sing this song in, yeah. in this life I, so we're, we're just gonna I, include it I yeah. totally respect that, though. It's like, okay, one of his biggest songs, Candle in the Wind, if we can't find a, anywhere to put it, so be it. We can't find any room. They Let's couldn't choose put a it, song that does. They couldn't they put they it do, in so. one of the 7,000 montages in this movie. Like, come on. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But it's a very emotional song, though, isn't it? Um, right. Maybe it you could have, uh, you could have, uh, maybe you could have, like, snuck it into, you know, when he's, uh, seeing his dad or something and like sneaking oh like like play, like oh. have it playing on the record <laughs> yeah that... yeah something like that yeah. okay so re-watching it for that i know i said we're going to sharpen flat but i need to, <laughs> i need to talk about that scene again because the because like earlier in the film when he is younger when reggie you know yeah elton john mm-hmm. is younger um, and he wants to hang out. He wants to talk with his dad. He tries to touch a record and the dad's like, don't touch my shit. And then yeah. later in that, that scene where he meets, where he talks to his dad and the dad has, uh, and his stepbrothers, um, 
the dad orders one of his stepbrothers to go get a record and you can see on Taryn Edgerton's face playing Elton John it it breaking but like holding together because he's just like uh what uh (laughs) yeah that's uh, yeah, no, it is horrible. Yeah, like he's treating the kids like how he would have wanted his dad to treat him. It's like yeah. you know, why didn't his dad treat him that well? If you know he can treat these kids well, it's like you know, it, yeah, it's it heartbreaking. Was, it was yeah, it's heartbreaking. I mean, even the start, like I, you know, oh dad, I got you a gift. You know, it's this really nice watch, and he's like, oh thanks, I'm just gonna put this over here now. I'm yeah. never gonna open that again, probably. Yeah, well, when he <laughs> asks for a hug, you know, can I have a hug? He's like, don't be soft, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or when, like yeah. when he's practicing uh, at the dinner table, but um, it's called fingering. Take it as you will. <laughs> um, for the for the piano, uh, the dad's like, "Stop that! Stop making noise!" And you're like, oh. yeah." The the one thing you can bond on is music, and you're not doing that. Like, but come it's on, not jazz? Because it's not jazz. He's like, "No, stupid, go away." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we? <laughs> sure. Sharp flat. So in this section, we're gonna highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we like it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Who would like to go first with their sharps? Do you want me to go first so you guys can think? Yeah, 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 sure. That's usually sure. what happens. <laughs> so um my first sharp is for my husband, Taryn Edgerton. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't say. Oh, it's news to me. I mean, like, he was, he's, he's great in everything. I he haven't, really he was, was he in East Siders? Is that the show that he's, because he oh, was on like a TV that. show, right? First, and then he did oh, I don't know. Kingsman. <laughs> I, I've never seen that. Right. I've seen I've seen the King uh, Kingsman a lot of times. I've yeah. Right, but like I feel like we're sleeping on him. He's a great. A- I think he's a great actor. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I also he's just way sh- too handsome for <laughs> a little bit too handsome for Elton John. You know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's a fantasy. It's a fantastical fantasy, yeah. as IMDb yeah. said. I also am sharpening the grandmother Ivy, like. We love a supportive grandmother. We all yeah. it, like, and I mean, I'm happy at least somebody in that household supported him. And then I must, the last things I'm going to sharp are the performances of Crocodile Rock and Rocket Man. Like those are yeah. spectacular. Uh, who wants, okay. Now I'm going to ask again, who wants to go first with their sharps or second, I should say. <laughs> um, I think a sharp for me again Karen Edgerton, I think he does an incredible job. Yes! Here, especially with the, the emotional stuff, especially. And yeah, also definitely. another sharp, like the rock and roll songs as well. And one song we haven't really talked about is Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting. That yeah. number <laughs> is so good. Like, it's 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 the one number where you're like, yeah, this is a proper musical now. We're, we're getting into a proper musical. And yes. I kind of like the really, like, rough edges as well. And the, like, the choreography is not, like completely in sync with everyone it's and the directing is kind of a bit not rough but like not particularly focused and it's it's just really is, is that the one where he's flow. is that the one where he's like younger and uh, well, where, yeah it's, he starts he's in off town. young and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like middle reggie uh because you know there's young reggie middle yeah, reggie and yeah. older reggie slash elton john middle reggie starts off in the pub 
Yeah, I remember. Play, yeah. Like rocking it out, and then he goes to a fair. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. and, and then like, like all of the uh, people that are there just uh, having fun all join in as backup dancers and stuff. Dress yeah. as if they are extras in Greece. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, what I love about that number is the fact that there's a little like Indian section. They kind of change. They yeah. kind of change the music out to sound a little bit more Indian and. I don't know if you guys have ever been to India. I have, and they are the best dancers in the world. Trust me, they are insanely good. I've and seen some Bollywood movies. Appreci- yeah, <laughs> the appreciation I... of just showing like Indian dancers in just that little moment. I was like, yes, I love that. That is a sharp for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? Sharp wise, your song. I just. It's just a beautiful moment between those two. Mm-hmm. And also just Benny and the Jets number as well that I mentioned earlier. Like they kind of just go really kind of hardcore with like this spiraling into all the drugs and alcohol and stuff in that. Yeah. And then number. that was just like, whoa, okay, not expecting this. <laughs> and then they again added a different element that's not part of the, the song at all, which is like the disco beat yeah, to it. Yeah. Which I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna sharp it. I'm gonna sharp that one too because I was just like, <laughs> that. That is how we do a jukebox musical, which is, you know, we have the words, but like we tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Boaz, you, um, you've had time now to think. Yeah, of yeah, no, I've had plenty <laughs> of time. So um, I would say again, you know, Taron Edgerton, great, mass, you know, amazing performance. Uh, yeah, all of the musical numbers and the dancing, the choreography, the costumes. Um, a lot of, you know, I love uh, the Rocket Man song. I love, you know, most of the musical numbers. Um, what was it? I really like James, uh, no, Richard Madden as like, uh, like the villain, essentially. Well, at least for the genre, you know, yeah. part of it. Yeah, <laughs> because he is such a twat. You know, you really want to beat the shit out of him. And what's crazy is he's so <laughs> he's so charming. Like when, uh, you know, Elton John first meets him. Well, you're like, yeah, I can understand why you'd love this guy. He's he's a nice guy. He's like saying what you want to hear. It's really charming, very romantic. And then, like, when you know he get he becomes his manager, he just turns it on a dime, and he's a fucking twat. And he does it yeah. like really well. He does it really well of being charming. Yeah. And then it's such a piece of shit, you know. And well, um, I I think at least his portrayal of it. I can't speak yeah. for real life. I feel no. like there <laughs> was love at first. Or mm. some sort of lust or like some some sort of, yeah. you know, emotion between each other. But yeah. then I guess once Elton got famous and then found the drugs more, yeah. like maybe that's what was the downfall of their relationship as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely a good point. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he wasn't always a twat. I don't yeah. that That's the point I'm trying to get across. He wasn't always an yeah. asshole. The I vi- think it's I think another thing is probably that he has to separate business from pleasure. So if it's like he's managing him, he can't be Mr. Romantic for him. So he's very distant. Do you know what I mean? You hear that listeners don't shit where you eat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, do you have any other sharps? Um, also, you know, I, I think I said this before, but I, I, I just love um, what the hell was he called? Stephen Graham. Yeah. Graham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think he's criminally underused in this film. He's not in it that long, but I just think uh, mm. his character as their like first mu- uh, manager 
is just fucking hilarious. He's just like <laughs> really rough around the edges, really, uh, you know, really crude. Do you know what I mean? Uh, um, he was great. His I mind him. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely a sharp. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think the story is pretty good. And what's yeah, your favorite so, number then? Boaz? What's my favorite number? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> oh, what's your favorite number, Martin? I, you know, there's a, there's a lot to choose from. I, yeah. I just got to go back to your song, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think the one that sticks with me the most for some weird reason is Yellow, Yellow Brick Road. And I, it's not yeah. that, it's not the most bombastic musical number. I just like where it is emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and especially because it's not, you'd think it would be Elton John that would sing, that would start that song going on. No, to yeah. me, that felt like the, the musical number that came the most out of nowhere but made the most sense do you know what i mean like, definitely yes. yeah. and i was like oh okay shit so uh, that stuck with me in my head that's just yeah because yeah as we said bernie uh torpin jamie bell starts that song basically saying mm. you know elton you need help and elton yeah. basically says no i don't go away i don't need you anymore yeah and then it right. when he gets to preparing for his next show in the devil costume all in orange the music literally comes to a point where it nearly stops before Taron takes over the song. You know, yeah. I think that's really brave as well. That oh. you literally come to a point where you think that they they're gonna move on to a different song, but no, they keep going on with yeah. Hillybrook Road, you know, and say and him realizing, yeah, I do need help. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it becomes the epiphany song. It's like the yeah. the misery song to the epiphany song uh, in one song. Uh, you know those two moments in one song. Yeah, I quite like that song. I, I like that number. Yeah, I'm gonna be basic and just say Rocket Man because I. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing though. YouTube broke it down for me to like understand why it's called, like why the movie is called that. But also, the storytelling that they have in that song is like the thesis statement of the entire movie, mm-hmm. where it's like his life is crashing down and you and like that's the other thing too with like celebrities is that people tend to forget that they're human and they Mm. have shit that Mm. goes on in their lives but like sometimes it's plastered all over the uh the internet or back in the day the tabloids and everything and so like we we see him have this emotional uh, uh, mental emotional breakdown and then he has to like slap a smile on and perform Mm. Yeah. at Dodger Stadium so it's cut it's like plus it's a great song but yeah, it is a great song. um yeah, I, I I think though that like given everything that's happening within that song in this movie I I think it's that's yeah. why it's the greatest one yeah that's my favorite yeah. and now let's shit on this movie and talk about our class <laughs> <laughs> so um I'll go first again uh my I I wrote okay a lot of them are stupid I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> I I flatted the parents. Now, why I flatted it is not because they are bad actors. I flatted it because of the sentiments, the words that they're saying is still a thing. You know, like there's still there are still people out there who have children that are LGBT uh plus and they basically disown them. Or they say mm. you're not gonna you're you're gonna live a miserable life and be alone forever, and it's just like okay, that's why my fla- that's why I'm flatting you guys because like you, yeah, great yeah. actors, great acting, great acting, yeah, well written, <laughs> terrible like 
words and everything. Um, I also rolled my eyes and flatted how Elton John got his name. Yeah, it's a little clunky where he just looks at a picture and it's like, oh, well, yeah. well, he's uh, like, he, Don well, Lennon, that'll do, John. Even <laughs> further back when he's like, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton, and El- there's a person in the car whose name is Elton. He's like, but yeah. I'm Elton. And then you're in the office and it's like, Elton. Beatles, John Lennon, John. But the a weird thing on John Lennon. But the weird thing about that scene in the car where he, he finds the name Elton, he's like one of his mate his early bandmates is called Elton. But they're all staring at a guy pissing in a bottle. I'm yes. like, that's <laughs> fucking weird. What are you doing? I didn't even Surely question that. There was that a toilet all. in the in the you know where they came from. <laughs> what are you doing? Yes, I'm going to pick Elton because he's pissing. He's looking at a guy <laughs> pissing in a bottle. That's Elton. That's good. Yes. You know what? I know. I know. I said that that Project Runway outfit I would have put at. I uh, I would replace the Queen Elizabeth, but I felt instead I would put it with the rooster outfit because that one was bananas. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. <laughs> like even for this movie now. I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. I get it. He probably did wear that or something similar to that yeah. in one of his concerts. But I was just like, this is, this I is I mean, the wild. tail feathers, well, the feathers on the, on the hat is literally like scraping across the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Like when he's walking through the hallway. Yeah. Um, and then as much as I like Rocket Man, I don't like the ending of it where he blasts up into space because... <laughs> oh, okay. Because... That one was too Baz Luhrmann-y for me. <laughs> like, yeah. like there are there it's are. Like definitely... It's already good enough. Don't like. There, yeah. there's, there's, there's already moments in here that are Baz Luhrmann. Like, like we did talk about the bitches sure. back, but a lot of the camera work, especially when they're going through that hole in the fence, is wild. Mm. But that one would just like really took me out because like. I know, I know, like they floated and everything, but this was really shitty CGI. Like, mm. uh, that's why I'm plotting it. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's still a great movie. Still love the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how they actually made that because it's literally just Taron. I think just on a green screen and just shaking. <laughs> He's just shaking <laughs> his body. <laughs> it's quite funny when they you just look yeah, at they, it. Very they plainly. didn't even. They didn't even rig him up on wires or anything. To no, get they, that that's, yeah, that's all CGI. But like before that, he's just like shaking himself. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, okay, Martin, since you went uh, next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess flat for me is just the tiny dancer number. Because I just feel like that's one of my favorite songs like ever. And I just prefer the original song and not the one in this film yes Mm. i mean it works perfectly in the film but i'm just like i just when i heard that i'm like i just want to hear it how it was sung you know originally Mm. (laughs) or Um, like or like in a different scene or something you know well yeah use it in the movie but like different yeah just use it that that was the one interpretation where i was like ah just felt a little disappointed um i guess as well a flat is just the whole uh, Elton John marrying Renata in the eighties. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, they move over, they move on from that very, very quickly. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, this—it's literally just a scene between those two. It's a good scene, but there's not a lot there. I mean, Elton John is just like pouring vodka into his glass at breakfast, and they're just staring at each other. Does she um, have a line? 
No. Yeah. No, well, they sing. They sing. Um, don't let the sun, sun go down on me. Oh right. Oh yeah. right. But, but they kind of move it's... on from that very quickly, and it's like it could have been nice to have a few more beats about what this relationship was like because you don't mm. really get a sense about what it was like, you know. So mm. that was a slight flat for me. Um, that's about it, to be honest. I'm like, I really love this film. Yeah, <laughs> just those two things. I yeah. mean, I love all the performances. Frankly, I mean, another one we haven't talked too much about is Bryce Dallas Howard. She's incredible in the film and she's great and i feel like she's the only american you two okay you two judge how is her <laughs> accent in it i i would say it's fairly good it's pretty good yeah. i would say yeah i think it's pretty good <laughs> like it's not too stereotypical or a good representation of a region that or the region that she's from that i've heard people have. sound like that so you know yeah yeah I wouldn't say it's perfect, but yeah. you know, a good a good eight out of ten, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ooh, that's good. We like a good eight. Out, it's solid eight. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't. I I'm just like cool British, but like <laughs> I'm not from there, so it's like it, I I can't judge her too harshly on her accent no. work. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not Dick Van Dyke. Let's put it that no. way. <laughs> yeah. No, that was god awful. Uh, Boaz or Martin, are you done? Or yeah, I'm you... done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything kind of original to say. I think one of my biggest flats he just mentioned, which is uh, him getting married and that whole scene. I just thought that was completely like pointless. I know it happened. I know he was married, but it was like just didn't fit with the rest of the film. I just I didn't really know why that scene was there. I think I think to go back about the parents and Mm. how Mm. they treat him, I think it's to be like, look, we have a straight son now. Yeah. Or yeah, like he's also, straight. It was a phase kind of a thing. And also, yeah. I think it's just Elton John just tr- trying to find love, like this desperation of finding love. Mm. Like, yeah, you'll do. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I need to grasp hold of, of someone that I really like. Yeah. And just find so, someone to keep to. I don't know. Maybe they could have just weaved it in the narrow, on the narrative and narrow. a little better. Right. Um, so, do you, yeah. would, for, for both of you, answer this. Do you, would you like that part? Because I don't know. It's like a couple of scenes, really. Would you like that part to either be expanded or cut completely? So I think if it's expanded, I think the film might get a bit too unfocused. There are parts where I'm like, it's going through a lot of story anyway. Um, And like, if a film goes through too much of a person's life, I do feel kind of drained at the end. (laughs) And I feel like uh, I do prefer it. So as much as I like the film, and I do like many... Most of the, uh, all of the scenes in it, and I do like the film. I gushed over it, and I like the music. Um, I, I kind of prefer if you're doing a biopic to just like square in on an event in somebody's life and not their like just too much of their life because I just feel like um, you don't get enough time, you know, um, with so each like, moment. Or it just feels like too much. So, like that movie um, Spencer, where Kristen Stewart played Princess Diana, but it's like taking place over like a weekend or, or a week or something. Yeah, something yeah. Like just like an important an important port, part in somebody's life. I, I kind of like that a little more. Or if you're going to do like some long form thing about somebody's life, maybe like a series or something. So you get enough time Ooh. to ruminate on it. Mm. You know? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm perfectly happy with what they did in the film. Yeah. Um, I think it's just one of those scenes. I mean, there's, there's a few life where yeah. it's kind of quite avoidable. Yeah. I mean, quite unavoidable, you know, like, uh, okay, we have to kind of, do this to make the film work but 
for yeah. me, I think they could have expanded it a little bit more. Not yeah. by much. Not by so, much at all. Yeah, so but... I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. if, as I said, you know, with the marriage thing, I would have just, yeah, either make that longer or just, like, again, weave it more seamlessly into the narrative somewhere. Yeah. So that it makes some sense. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, yeah, we've got to throw that in because it happened to him. Um, I also like, you know, his relationship with Bernie, and I wish they kind of, they were around each other a lot more. Do you know what I mean? Focus um, more on the bromance. Yeah, yeah. I focus more on the bromance. I, I really like their uh you know, mm. their chemistry together. I think maybe if the film had more of them interacting, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm. I do, I just really like their friendship. Yeah. Um you know, and I like the guy that played Bernie as well. Um and uh oh what was it? Their first manager. I just like the character. So that that's yeah. not a you know, whatever. He was awesome, the few scenes he had. <laughs> I would watch an entire movie about that guy. Um, a spin-off yeah. movie? Let's do it. Yes, a spin-off movie. Yeah, because John, John Reed is in Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Yeah, where he's just shitting on like new music acts that try to sign up with him. Like you're yeah. bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird because like you can these films had to be filming at the same time, Bo Rap and Rocket Man, possibly, and because yeah. like there's too much similarities between the two of them. That like mm. you're just like Dex Dexy, what are you doing? <laughs> mm. Why are you bleeding one project into another? Uh, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist from this movie? Yeah. Not the yeah, Elton yeah. John versions, this version. Oh, okay. Um, that's how I that's more what I mean by this Ooh. question. That's interesting. So for me, I picked Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um Crocodile Rock. Yeah. And Rocket Man, and I may throw in, um, you know what? I am going to throw in Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, I think I would pick mm. exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, they're that all was a great. long one though. It's a long yeah. one. <laughs> they're all great. I do listen to this album every so often, but like those are long ones. Oh, mm. oh wait, oh wait. I I'm gonna would. Th- I'm going to throw in one yeah, more. And that's Benny. I'm going to throw in Benny and the Jets because I do also like the disco moment. Yeah. <laughs> I would go for The Bitches Back, Saturday Ooh. Night's All Right for Fighting, Your Song, uh, Honky Cat, uh, Rocket You're basically Man. picking the whole everything. <laughs> yeah, you're just you picking can, the whole damn thing. You can yeah. say everything. You don't have to <laughs> no, specify. Definitely those, those ones. Um, <laughs> I would, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pick personally crocodile rock tiny dancer you would not no i would pick actually i want love as well you would not pick crocodile rock mm, it's a <laughs> difficult one isn't it it's difficult i mean it's right on the edge of picking it but, um, <laughs> i think i probably prefer helton's version <laughs> well i mean yes but this is you the can question. have both <laughs> but, but this is okay so this question more so how i how i treat it and how i like in kind of tell people during the during this moment not before uh because i'm bad <laughs> at that uh usually like uh this is more for like you're you're like on the train going on on a trip somewhere or you're in the you're oh, on okay. a plane or something there's no visuals it's only the audio uh, yeah okay yeah so that's why i was like you wouldn't pick crocodile like it's slaps. yeah i still wouldn't pick it probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, cancel meeting. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can have your own opinion, even though it's completely wrong. Um, 
I tell oh. that to Boaz like all the time <laughs> on the podcast. I hear you, but you're wrong. I hear you, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, Boaz, do you have any one that you're gonna? I, you... I I kind of agree with your your list because uh, yeah, I think that's pretty bang on. That's that's what I would. I hear you, but you're wrong. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, like, I really hope that Taryn. Edgerton keeps going with musicals because like oh, he yeah. does have a nice voice mm. like I mean well yeah that was one thing that was really important to Elton John when he was helping making this film and that he when he decided yeah I want to you know when uh, Matthew Vaughan and Dexter Fletcher approached him about making a film about his life Elton John was like okay that's cool but you need someone that's actually going to sing the songs I'm not having any overdubbing so you have to find someone that can sing and sing in the film. And that was Which, very important to him. And then they watch the movie sing. Yes. Which I really did appreciate because like, mm. I mean, as much as like he acted the shit out of it and he can also sing like, and he made, he, they, yeah. they made it for him. It wasn't like you are, you are doing Elton's version. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, we're going to like now tweak it and make it a little more musical theatery or like include a disco beat or do the Bollywood and uh, moment. So it's like, yeah. so it's like this movie did make it, tailor it to yeah. Aaron. I mean, he didn't, I don't think he sung many of the songs on set. They didn't do a Les Miserables. Oh, no, 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 of- no, 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 no sang all their songs on the set which is insane to me <laughs> but uh you know he did re-record it but i mean stuff but, w- but which is still an amazing way to go um mm-hmm. but like with elvis with i can't remember his name now um austin butler yeah that's the one austin butler he did sing the songs but they mixed a lot of elvis's voice with the you know with austin's as well so there's a bit of a mismatch there to get it right did the um, same with Rami Malek and Bo and Bo Rap. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is pure, purely. This is Heron. Yes. Um, you know what? I'm calling it. It sounds like one of you Go has on. a party going on. So, <laughs> oh yeah, there's uh, most of my family's in the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> it's it's it sounds like it's dinner or wait, do you guys yeah. call it tea? Wait, I don't know which one you call it. Uh, uh, it's the kind of yes, yeah, syn- synonymous basically. But yeah, depends where you are. Really. <laughs> uh, so let's we're done with the episode, but before we 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 wrap everything up, yeah, sorry about to- that. It's like they're they're giving me my privacy, but they're all making food and getting ready. <laughs> but you um, know what? They're not wrong. It is food <laughs> yeah, time. What do you guys have to plug or promote? So we have our own podcast as well called the Film vs. Film Podcast. Uh, you can find us on pretty much any uh, podcast catcher of your choice. You know, we basically look at what's on at the cinema. We pick a subject. We pick two films from that subject and battle it out, you know, and see who wins. We've got a nice table on Instagram, you know, Twitter, Facebook. We're on all the socials uh, at Film vs. Film Podcasts. On Twitter, it's at FVF underscore podcast. Uh, yeah, that's that's us. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of fun. We, you know, we have guests. We battle against guests uh, with sometimes. I'm with patiently, I'm patiently yeah. waiting for my invitation. Yes, I am... Um, <laughs> definitely in the process of scheduling out 
October, November, December. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll give you a message if you want to come on. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. Uh, just tell me what. Uh, so yeah, if you yeah. want to reach out to, if you listener want to reach out to me, tell me your favorite Elton John song or. Or, you know, give me Taryn Edgerton's contact information so we can finally get married. Um, <laughs> you can email me at Buttersong. I can do you one better and kidnap him. I'm pretty sure we can find out where he, where he lives. There's enough drugs yes. left somewhere. <laughs> yeah. From leftover. From <laughs> I don't want to know, but yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Buttersong Pod. Um, you know, we spiraled. I don't know where I'm going anymore. The, if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, though, we're going to be talking about For Me and My Girl. That's the name of the movie. No. Or show? I don't know anymore. Uh, Boaz, you go have fun with your family and have some fun dinner. <laughs> and um, this was a blast. Y'all are invited yeah. to come back. You let me know what you want to do. You wanna, ooh, do you want to do Bo Rap? Do you want to oh, do Bo Rap? We could do. I Pot, ponder. You know, I ponder. would love there's one musical that I'm absolutely obsessed with and I kind of listen to the music like nearly like all the time and that's Hamilton. Oh my God. I I love love Hamilton. (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't know you were a Hamilton head, man. I listen to the Hamilton track all the time. Are you all the time? Are you guys really friends? Yeah, apparently so. (laughs) Martin, have you met Boaz? Boaz, hi. We've never met before. We've only been doing the podcast nearly two years. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we will we will figure out your next episode um, via messaging. I don't know which one I messaged on Instagram, but uh, thank you everyone for listening, and bye for now. Yeah. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.